Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Hello, welcome to episode 106, an interview with Patrick, the Stop Drinking Coach for Men. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited for y'all to listen to this interview that I was invited to be on with Patrick Fox. Patrick is a colleague and certified life coach who helps men stop drinking. And his podcast is called the Rethink Alcohol Podcast. I'm going to link up how to subscribe to his podcast and how you can get in touch with Patrick in the show notes of this podcast episode. But have a good listen, plug in your earphones, go for a walk and listen to Patrick and I explore the benefits of stopping over drinking or stopping drinking and, you know, how we both discovered this work for ourselves. I hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Rethink podcast. We have another very awesome guest on with us today. Her name's Angela. And Angela is a certified life coach. She has a speciality of working with women to stop over drinking and start living. And she's a host of the wildly popular podcast, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, which has just had its 100th episode. So that's something to scream and shout about, no doubt. Now, Angela, I got to know you around maybe a year or two ago. And you were actually the one who inspired me to go into this path of work, especially with helping guys to stop want to stop into drink, right? And it's pretty awesome. And I love the way that you work and the like message that you're giving out for women who want to stop over drinking. So I'd love to introduce you, Angela Masenik, and also just to find out a little bit more about what your experience was of stopping over drinking. And I think you don't drink at all, right? Yeah, I don't drink anymore at all. But thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Patrick. And I didn't know that I inspired you to be a stop drinking coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Tell me how I helped. I inspired that. I'd love to know. (laughs) I think I saw one of your, well, I don't think I know exactly. Do you know, do do you find we do that? We go, oh, I think when we clearly know what it was. Yeah. I saw a post that you'd put up about what you were doing. And it was at a time in my career where I was really unsure of where I was going. Like it was not long after I'd stopped drinking myself as well. So I was going through a lot of that processing that you have to do when you stop, right? Because you have the mental clarity starts coming back to you slowly. And yeah, it was at that point. And I, I remember seeing you had posted about what you were doing and I went away and I was actually hanging out the washing, right? This is how it happened. Hanging out the washing. And I just thought I help guys stop drinking. And I just felt like a flood of emotion in my body. And you know, you you can't ignore signs like that. Now for guys and emotions, like this is something we can talk about during the podcast, but you you have to listen to what's going on. So yeah, from that point on, I was like, this is, this is who I want to help. This is what I'm here for. This is my experience. So let's like, 
jump straight over. What was your experience? Yeah. What led you to stop drinking and do what you do? Yeah. Well, um, I love that. It just, I, I got the chills when you told me that story too. Like you, when you know, like you just know. So basically I, you know, I hired my own life coach, you know, I went, I joined the life coach school and I was going through the work of stopping over drinking and losing weight and all of those amazing transformations. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a life coach during that transformation. Like when I got to a certain point in that journey, I'm like, you know what, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. In, in the same way that I'm getting helped right now with, you know, uncovering their shit, solving the underlying issues to why I was over drinking and overeating. Um, and then I think it was right before I went to certification, I decided, I'm like, I, I really want to focus on the drinking aspect because I had such like huge transformations when I stopped. And I just knew that if I could do it, I could help other women just like me do it. So I just, I, that's what I've chosen since the very beginning and just went all in on it. But does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely got some more questions. Yeah. <laughs> but just to like pick up on that point, when you stop drinking, that's when you started to notice a lot of transformations start happening in your life. And I think that's true, right? Because alcohol, it blocks us, doesn't it? it we we yeah. don't have that life experience because we are using alcohol to numb out effectively, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it, what was the point that you realized that I just, I don't want to drink anymore. Like this, just isn't working in my life. Yeah, it was, it wasn't until I was like six months in, in the process. So like I joined, um, the life coaching program in January of 2018. And then by June of 2018, I was like, I think I'm done with drinking. So I, when I first started, I took a long-term break. So I went like 90 days without alcohol. I, I didn't say I was going to go 90 days. At that point too, I was also working on losing weight. And so I, my goal was I'm not going to drink until I lose this excess weight. And because that was something that was always blocking me. Like I had right. overeating issues and every time I would drink, I would overeat. And it was just, it would just keep me stuck time after time after time. And I remember my coach said, you just have to be willing to do things you haven't done before. And I'm like, you know what? I've never really evaluated my relationship with alcohol. Like I've said, I didn't want to drink during the week, or I've said I've gone on, you know, little detoxes and things like that, but I haven't really evaluated the relationship with alcohol. So I said, I wasn't going to drink until I lost my weight. And, you know, I made it about 90 days. And during that 90 days, I had so much clarity. I feel like miracles happened in that 90 days. Like, I feel like a veil was lifted from my life. Like I felt so good, clear, you know, I was, I was creative. I was listening to the birds chirp in the morning, like watching the sunrise coming in through the trees, like all of that amazement that was happening at that time. And then I actually went back to planning my drinks and really, I mean, it was, it was very limited, maybe, you know, maybe it was like a drink or two once a week, you know, very, very small amount. And I did that for a while. And then finally, I remember the last time I had a drink, it was, I was out to dinner with my family and it was a glass of rosé, one of my, you know, one beautiful glass of rosé and it was summertime <laughs> and all that bullshit. <laughs> and I remember having that glass and then walking out to the parking lot with my family. And I was so fuzzy, like from one glass. And I'm like, I think I'm just done. Like what I didn't really enjoy the taste of it. I, it, it put an immediate veil back on my experience that I was having with my family. And I didn't like that. I like having a clear mind. Like I had gotten to that point of clarity and connection and remembering conversation, like so much growth from 
with the work that I did previously, I'm just like, I just, I really just don't want it. Like, I just, I just don't want it. And I haven't drank since. So yeah. it wasn't like this big, like, aha thing. It was just like, I tried not drinking. I healed a lot of myself in that time. And then I moderated a little bit. And then I just got to the point, I just didn't like the taste. It wasn't, it was doing nothing for me. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't compare. It was like, you know, having like, for me, like, I don't really drink like hot cocoa or anything. It just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> why, why do I want to do that? You know? Yeah. That's so yeah. fascinating. So like initially it wasn't even about stopping drinking for you. It was about the weight side of yeah. things. And it yeah. wasn't until you'd done that, that you realized how much alcohol was impacting your life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's the kind of bubble that a lot of people live in because because of the way society is and the way we're brought up like drinking is just the norm right like it's right. really standard isn't it so we have no way to look outside of that because we never have yeah that's how it was for me like i i did it for so long i mean all through college heavy partying very similar to you i you know i see your pictures your old pictures on instagram <laughs> oh yeah we like to party <laughs> i've got all those pictures too i mean i was a partier you know it was my life i remember i would not be friends with people that didn't drink i didn't mm. even let my little bubble expand out of it you know what i mean so i would yeah. judge people and think that they were boring if they didn't drink and so like i had all of these beliefs and thoughts about people that didn't drink or very rarely drank and I just didn't get it at all. So I get it now. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can completely relate. Like, I was the dick who was trying to get people to drink who said they didn't want to drink. Like Me I was too. so engrossed in, in that yeah. whole alcohol bubble, you know, yeah. it, it really, it's so strange just looking back on like how different life is now like without alcohol and like you're saying like you you like the clean mind you like the clean thinking like mm -hmm. i don't even like getting sick because it makes me feel so different you know it's i can't yeah. even imagine drinking or taking drugs anymore because right oh just yeah it just withdraws it's just, from life. It's just like I, I feel like I, i've done enough of it you know yeah. like there's not one experience with alcohol that i haven't had <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for more experiences in my life. It just got, I feel like when I look back at it now, I'm like, that was just kind of boring after a while. Mm. You know, it was the same bullshit every weekend, you know, same sort of like end of day, drinking a glass of wine, trying to de-stress from the job and the kids and everything like that. And it's just like, that gets boring after a while, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now I have way more adventures, way more excitement way more growth it's just so much f more far interesting than ooh, what's my favorite glass of red wine that i can pair perfectly with some bullshit steak or something you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no exactly it it it's like you, you're lying to yourself aren't you you're like yeah. oh this is fine this is fun what i'm doing but like for yeah. me i just knew something wasn't right like i just wasn't really in it became monotonous actually going out and drinking until the alcohol kicks in of course and then like right. takes over yeah it just becomes like when you're in that cycle and i was for so long you know um and no judgment to people that are still in it by the way like yeah i yeah. totally get it and like three four years ago i would have been like yep it's so much fun to go out and bar hop and go to wineries and all of that stuff. And I would have loved all the wine memes and I can't get through homeschooling without wine. Like I would have loved <laughs> all that. So, you know, there's no judgment here, but um, 
I don't even know what I was going to say, but um, anyway, it's just so much better. I feel like there's so much more dimension to life. I, I try new things. I put myself out there for bigger challenges, bigger physical activity. Um, and it's just, it's a lot more vibrant than that pattern of numbing and thinking that you're having fun and lying to yourself when you're hung over the next day and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And on that point of no judgment, it's, it's like, yeah, like you don't know what you don't know. So if you've only mm -hmm. ever known, like I started drinking when I was 14, 15, taking drugs as well. Like I just didn't know any other way of life. Yes. And of course you can't not, you can't know what not drinking is like until you try it. But then of course you're like, no, but that's not what I do. <laughs> right. I think too, like it's so, this is what I love about, I love the contrast that I've had. So I had all of those years of drinking and overeating and now I don't have that. So I know the difference. And I think that's why I love it so much. People that haven't had the struggle that never really overdrink, it's hard for them to understand. There's not that big contrast, but when you move through that and go to work and do that process for yourself and healing yourself and getting over that addiction, like you feel magical. Like, do you feel that way? Like you're so you, you notice the little gifts that are given you know, like the birds chirping or the sun rays coming in like so much more than if you never had want, gone through that. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Like even just the smells, like my sense of smell is so much better yeah. than it was as well. Yeah. Like yeah. going for walks in the park. Like, yeah, you're, there's a lot more presence to where you are yes. for sure. Yeah. Like you're just so much more thankful for all of those little gifts than you would have been if you never went through that journey. Yeah. So I think that people that do it are just total badasses, <laughs> you know, like we're special, like we're, they are very special because they know that contrast. And if you're able to get there, it's like la la land, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's a superpower as well. Uh, my little motto is it's like progressive defying. It's a fucking superpower. Like that is what yeah. sobriety can offer you. Yes. Because, you know, you just begin to realize that there is so much more that we can do that we're capable of that yeah. alcohol inhibits you it's like both in your health and whatever else goes on in your lives. Yeah. What do you think one of, or some of the big reasons why people are so resistant to, to not want to try going sober or stop over drinking? Oh, I think the biggest thing I hear the most often is that they're worried that their life is going to be boring and not fun. Yeah. Like they, so can't, they, they think like their automatic brain is like, they think they're going to be missing something. Mm. It's been the part of their identity for so long. By the time people come to me, you know, we're talking at least a five year struggle, sometimes 20, sometimes 30, you know what I mean? So like they've yeah. been struggling with it for a while. So like, it's hard to imagine that for them to see their life in any different way. And they've created, they've created this, belief system around how alcohol adds joy and fun and liveliness to their life where they can't imagine not relaxing after after work with a glass of wine or with their friends on the weekend yeah. and so it's really hard for them to get that you're not going to be missing something just like i said before for me it's like i wouldn't even be friends with people that didn't drink i thought that they were boring like it's the same thing for them like they can't see it because they've never done it mm. and so i think that holds a lot of people back yeah uh, and and it's that whole scarcity versus abundance mindset isn't it yeah. it's like we become so focused on what we're missing out on what we're going to be losing yes you know um 
and then the brain doesn't want to flip to the other side is like, oh no 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 this is what we're going to get yeah but we don't know what we're going to get because we've never had it right yeah so yeah. like it, to, it, it it takes practice it takes patience and i think this is why you find a lot of people uh very stop start with this because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, no, it takes more than a couple of weeks or a month to like really figure it out you know and you're probably the same way how you coach your people and you coach men right like to stop drinking yeah 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 so it's like you have to be willing to do the thought work and change the way you think about the areas in your life along the way. Otherwise it's like, you're just taking your only fun thing away and then you're left with this shitty life. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just is. not very compelling to keep going forward when you don't change your point of view about different aspects of your life. Yeah. And, and one thing I find is like, I don't know, for guys, especially we get very fixed on what we do. (laughs) So like, this is just who I am. Like we get very attached to the story and you know, all of those associations that we have in life. Do you find there is much difference when you're working with women on, on the reasons why they want to stop or struggle to stop perhaps? No, I think that they just like, by the time they come to me, they just recognize that they're not happy with their relationship with alcohol and they've tried all the things they've read books, they've listened to podcasts, they've, you know, dabbled in this, you know, program or that program. But I think they recognize that it's not really going to change until they're really ready to dive into it and like really get to the reasons why they're drinking. And I think they know that it's not just about the alcohol. You know, I think there's part of them that know that and they're just like, they're willing to like take that risk and, and dive deep into her and commit to themselves. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, cause it's cause kind of like men and women, everyone thinks it's super different, but really it's, it's the same stuff, but yeah. just it presents in different ways. Yeah. Most of my clients' main issues with drinking are what they think, what happens at work. Like, that's a big one, like stressful jobs. You know, they come home, they carry their stress with them, they get anxious, they've got high demand jobs, and then they come home at the end of the day and they want to use wine to relax. Another issue is like their relationships. If there's been a relationship issue with like a parent or a spouse or something like that in the past or currently that causes them a lot of grief, then they drink from there. Um, A lot of times like women's like empty nesters, like kids that that transition of when their kids go to college, that's another sort of big pain point in their life. They don't, they are trying to find their new identity and they start drinking a lot more from that place and they get caught up in a loop. And then two, another thing is just the weight loss, like, you know, struggling with weight and being on diets their whole life and trying this thing and that thing and restriction and so much focus on that stuff has, you know, caused them to go back and forth and back and forth. Um, So those are some of the bigger main areas. And then just their own self image, like what they think about themselves is not good. You know, when you do overdrink, I think that's a really big area is like the shame that they have when they overdrink causes them to drink more. Do you find that with your people? Like if they, if they say they're not going to drink and then they, they not end up drinking. Yeah. hundred percent. It's there. It's like, does not help them move forward. So we talk a lot about that is like healing yourself and what happens when you do over drink and using it as an opportunity to learn about yourself and why you did it in the first place, instead of, Oh, we got to start over at day one again. Yeah. It's like we use it to punish ourselves. Yeah. Like it's such a cruel method to, to work mm-hmm. with, isn't it? Like having that blame and shame and then like, well, I'm just going to drink because 
yeah. whatever reasons, right? It's yeah, right. it is. It is one of the biggest things to get out of. I just something you said there about um, for for women a lot a lot of times it's weight loss as well. I think that's true for guys as well, but they're just really? not going to want to come out and say it. Yeah, like definitely yeah. for me as well. That's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I, I I knew that alcohol was impacting my weight for sure mm-hmm. and like my levels of fitness and things and mm-hmm. other guys as well but for, for for blokes we don't necessarily want to come out and say oh yeah i want to lose some weight right <laughs> and kind of like identify that alcohol might be one of the reasons why we're struggling with it yeah yeah i know for my husband you know he he just gets influenced by me just because we live in the same house you know um but he basically came on board after you know, seven or eight months after I went through the work and he ended up losing a shit ton of weight, really cut back on his alcohol consumption. And, you know, he loves it. Like he loves not overeating when he's drinking, you know, cause he doesn't drink that much anymore. So he's not like into that snacking mode. And like, I feel like it's just kind of like old habits with like back in college when you would drink so much and then order a pizza at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then wake up and have a can of Coke and then eat, yeah. eat a leftover pizza if there was any <laughs> or go out right. for a greasy breakfast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's fun. I, I don't even really eat foods like that anymore at all. Yeah. Like it's just not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think some of the biggest learnings for you are in working with women to to helping them stop over drinking like because i know for a lot of people in the beginning it's about taking a break from alcohol and mm-hmm. quite often that changes it becomes actually i don't want alcohol in my life anymore yeah and what, what do you notice well um wait can you ask the question again yeah like what do you know like what are the biggest learnings in helping women stop over drinking and like yeah. when they go through that process. Yeah. So when they first join my program, we just, I try to help set them up for success right away. So most women just want to cut back on their alcohol consumption and they're willing to be in the program and question their whole relationship with alcohol and like then decide what that looks like at the end of my six month program. Um, so in the beginning, it's just about learning how to honor their commitments that they've made to themselves, creating a drink plan, creating a food plan. If you want to exercise, put it on your calendar, follow through with basically what you said that you're going to doing. So you can strengthen that muscle that you have, that when you say you're going to do something, you follow through on it. So that's like what we work on in the very beginning is just like trusting yourself. You know, like if you say you're going to have two drinks or no drinks, that that is what happens. And so I help them work through that. That's, that's probably like the, the beginning work. And then I really, I think that this is what's different from like non-life coaching type diet programs or detoxes. It's like what I want to help them do is change the way they're thinking about themselves and their capabilities that they can do that. So I want to help them increase their belief system in themselves that they can accomplish whatever they want to set out for. And when we do that, they start to feel better about themselves and then they're less likely to want to numb out with alcohol or food. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like it's a yeah. process, like we get them set up, trusting themselves, drinking less, doing the things that they want to do. And then we work on their thoughts about themselves, the areas in their lives that are triggers for them to want to escape or numb. And we change that. So they start feeling better and want to escape less. Yeah. What about yeah, you? So true. Yeah, I think that um, they want, well, hold on one second. 
we <laughs> yeah what was the so it's like it's bringing that intentionality into everything yeah. right like that is the skill right being mm-hmm. intentional but i think for a lot of people they want to look at alcohol as the problem yeah, the reason I can't stop is because of alcohol. Yes. And what I love about the work that we do is that it's like, no, 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 <laughs> alcohol isn't the problem here. What we got to look at is what you're thinking, what you're believing, what you're trying yeah. to avoid feeling a lot of the time. Yeah. Because, like, the more I do this work, and I love it, is helping people to understand that the the relationship that they have with alcohol is just a mirror of the relationship that they have with themselves. And yes. that is just collated with a bunch of thoughts, yeah. you know, like stuff that we learn from a really young age that actually is just kind of not serving us whatsoever yeah. these days, right? Yeah, I think for looking at, you know, people want to think it's the alcohol. And of course, part of it is, right? Alcohol is addictive, yeah. like it's a drug. But when you put the focus on the alcohol, you don't take responsibility. You don't take ownership of your own shit and you blame it on the alcohol. So it's easy to be like, well, it's the alcohol's fault that I, you know, yelled at my kids or, you know, I slept in or I didn't get my exercise in or I overate, right? Instead of you, you taking ownership of that, it's like, yes, you drink the alcohol, but what was going on with you that led to that act of drinking? That's what we need to take responsibility for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like there is the alcohol addiction. There's, of course, all of that dopamine release that we get. But they're, yeah. they're, the thing that I want to help guys with, especially, is just to notice the addiction we have to our thoughts, mm-hmm. to the impulses that we have around alcohol. Yeah. You know? And that absolutely requires you to take responsibility and ownership for what you do. Yeah. Not everyone yeah, wants to do I, that. I always say like alcohol doesn't just jump in your mouth. I mean, you no. still have to make, even when you've already been drinking, you still are making decisions to drink more. Yes. It's harder because you are, your brain has this drug in it now, but it doesn't mean that that's impossible. You can still decide I'm, I don't need to have any more. Yeah. And that's why I believe like anyone can stop drinking like that is not the problem at all like anyone can stop drinking yeah well we just look at like rehab or something right or outpatient treatment programs they go in they get off alcohol they can't do it then what happens is they don't have the tools to manage what they're thinking and how they're feeling and their triggers that they have in their life they don't have a skill set in how to manage that so it's easier just to go back to the alcohol. So you're not addicted at that point. It's all in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's very controversial by the way, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, your results that you're getting with your clients is just evidence of that in the world, yeah. you know, and it, it's true. And I, I, I think this is the shift that we're seeing potentially, uh, not necessarily in our industry, but definitely in the alcohol realm. Yeah you know, and people stopping drinking, people are beginning to realize that this isn't actually the alcohol as the problem, as we were saying, it's more the mindset, the way that we think about alcohol. This is what we've really got to go with. And knowing how our brains work, we don't want to look at that stuff because it's, it's, it's work, right? Yeah. Like it does take effort. It does take practice. Yeah. I think that's probably another reason why people are held back from diving into this work is like, they just don't want to go there. Mm. They really just don't want to look at what they're thinking and, and because they're scared of the pain that's going to be revealed. They're yeah. scared of like their future feelings. They don't know this. 
right? I do just because of this work that I do. But when they think about what, how I'm describing, like, come join my program, we're going to dive into your thoughts and feelings and you're going to stop drinking, right? Like people are like, what? I don't want to do that. They just want to follow like a plan or a program, be told what to do and make it easier. They do not want to dive into their pasts and what they think about themselves and their relationships and evaluate all that. Like that sounds terrible to some people. Yeah, terrible because we <laughs> believe it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fascinating and it's easy. Like when you can see that it's your own thoughts and feelings, you can easily change that stuff. It's not hard at all. It's not complicated, but it does take a willingness to feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. But we're already uncomfortable, right? Like that's what I tell people. I'm like, you're already uncomfortable. You're over drinking all the time. So that's really uncomfortable. You're just kind of switching it to being a little bit uncomfortable, but you don't have a hangover the next day. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I say is like, it's no worse. Like you're not going to feel any less uncomfortable. And actually you're going to feel less uncomfortable if we're like you just say, because when you're not drinking, you're not hungover and you're not having all of the alcohol withdrawal all of that shame all of that guilt yes it's still uncomfortable but like it's no way near as bad as continuing to drink yeah yeah your brain just like i think people when they're trying to make these decisions about doing it or joining a program or getting a coach or something it's like you know their brain is just like that's going to be awful i at least i know this awful i know what i'm in and Mm. i it's familiar right? That sounds unknown. And of course our brains don't like that, right? Like they don't like, I, like I can understand what you're trying to tell me what the process looks like, but that's scary. Like that is unknown territory. And yes, I know like I'm already uncomfortable, but I'm not willing to like go into the unknown there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we love certainty, right? As human beings. So we have certainty in what we're doing, even though it makes us feel like shit. And there's so much uncertainty about what we don't know. Yeah. And we kind of use that against ourselves. Yeah. I like to say that you can decide to just know what that experience is going to be like. You can decide to think that it's going to be the most amazing thing you've ever done in your life right now, even though there's no evidence of you having it. You can just decide what it all is going to look like. Yeah. Which is so fun, right? It is. It comes back to what you're saying about people thinking that not drinking is going to be boring or not fun. It's like, yeah, are you kidding? Like you can create so much, you can learn so much, you can do so much. Like it really is amazing what is possible. It really is. Um, Do you notice that there is more of a like collective consciousness in the world of people wanting to stop drinking? You think more people are becoming aware of the effect of alcohol? I mean, I feel like they are because it's in my world and it's what I hear every day from, you know, my emails and my podcasts and stuff. But when, then I read articles that are written about the uptick of women drinking in this pandemic. And then I think, no, people aren't wanting to cut, you know what I mean? Like the collective world and like our alcohol use. I don't know that collectively people are starting to to go there what do you think i think it's slowly happening i like you've just got to look at the alcohol industry right the amount of yeah. alcohol free beers that they're making available for yeah people that's now. true I, I think that's maybe an indicator because you know they're not silly like they've been making right. a lot of money out of people drinking for years and now they're yeah. like, i don't know for sure but perhaps they're recognizing that people want to drink less or 
mm -hmm. they still want to drink like they want to have the zero beers or whatever right. they've got you know yeah so yeah I, I don't know i like there's just more of us like life coaches or people helping people stop drinking appearing so i think yeah. it's like it's creating that container where people can go and find out more about not drinking so there's yeah, more think, options available i think i think you're right about that i think there's more options available for you to discover exactly what kind of path you want to take with whether you go the aa route or you go the coach route or you go the you know sober recovery path or you join an online program like there's so many different options that you can have on this journey um which is a great thing you know i don't know if it's quite mainstream but. Oh no, it's definitely not mainstream. <laughs> I just, I just, Which I like. I'm like, you know what? I like not being mainstream. <laughs> yeah, I th and I, I think it will be soon. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot of talk about um, is it millennials like yeah. not drinking and stuff. I don't know yeah. how true that is either. But like, I do think it is changing. I think it's going to be slow to change. Like, just look how long alcohol has been around in our human involvement, right? Like, since the beginning of time almost. Yeah. So. It's going to be one of those things that slowly changes. Um, yeah, I think too, like the mommy wine culture, you know, you probably see this on Instagram and whatever, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of call outs on that stuff right now. Like people are saying, no, you can't, you know, I think there was just, did you see that campaign with um, Tropicana juice that got pulled off of uh, the, from the market? I didn't, but it sounds like it's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. So like they were marketing, they used some celebrity um, influencers to market this spiked juice. Um, and they, they gave these marketers little like um, undercover refrigerators. So one of them looked like a hamper, like a clothes hamper that you would put your laundry in and they yeah. put it in their closet and they filmed these influencers going, sneaking away and drinking undercover. Jesus. from their family and like it was this whole whole marketing campaign one of it was one of them one of the coolers was decide um disguised as a toolbox that they had in their garage and like all of like people like me like influencers on the note like that's bullshit that's dangerous you are you're not like it is not okay to go like if you're hiding your drinking that should be a sign that there's an issue we do not need to be pushing people hiding their drinking habits, right? So they pulled that marketing campaign off and, and yeah. ceased it. So I think when I see stuff like that, I'm hopeful, um, but it's scary to me that we even got there in the first place. That yeah, that was I mean, even allowed to get through to be passed. I mean, this is no joke. Like when we see those images, when women, men see those images and they're kind of struggling with it and they're like, oh my God, if they're sneaking around, it's okay if I sneak around. You, I mean, I used to have those thoughts. I'm like, I, I should be able to drink. I'm working, you know, I, I got all my shit together. I should be able to drink every night. And I would convince myself after seeing that shit that it was okay and it wasn't. Yeah. I get pretty yeah. fired up about that shit. Yeah, and that's that whole confirmation bias, isn't it? It's just like reinforcing yeah. our belief systems about alcohol, definitely. Yeah. I, and especially just being able to do the work and getting everything that you need to do, get done, being able to take care of the kids. And like, yeah, we do find as many reasons as possible as to why it's okay. Like we're very good yeah. at justifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good at it. <laughs> yeah. And okay. So what final words would you like to offer to our listeners today about changing their relationship with alcohol? 
Hmm. I just say, just be willing to explore it. Like if you're here listening to Patrick's podcast, it's obvious that you're curious Mm. about making changes or you're in the middle of making changes. And I just want to tell everybody that like, it's worth every amount of effort, time and money that you could ever spend to feel the way that we feel right? Like we feel so amazing that we've changed our career paths and what we do to help the world because we know what is possible. And that is available to everybody that wants to take on this journey. You don't even know what is possible for you when you do this. I had no idea that I would become a life coach that helped women stop over drinking. I just, when I went into it, I would say, look at what you're thinking about the journey coach yourself and tell yourself that you are opening yourself up to multiple possibilities. My thought when I first started was, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. And I took that with me through that journey. And I just, my mind was open to seeing all of the different possibilities for me. And I was paying attention when you go into it and you do this work and you're like, this is going to suck and I'm going to be miserable. That will be your experience. So make sure you get some coaching from Patrick on, <laughs> you yeah, know, definitely. making sure that you have fun on this. Like it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be challenging. It can be the most exhilarating fun thing you'd ever do. It's just do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it can change so quickly. Like I think about for me, the day before I stopped drinking, I didn't know I was going to stop drinking alcohol. Wow. You know, like it was like, I was aware that alcohol was a problem in my yeah. life. Like I wasn't enjoying drinking, but until the day that I stopped, I didn't know that I was going to stop drinking. Wow. I like, that's how quickly it can change, you yeah. know? And, and for me, I said, I was just going to take a break from alcohol. I was going to do the, the one year, no beer within a mm-hmm. uh, hundred days, three months, right? Similar to you, like 90 to a hundred days. It just became so obvious that like, I just don't want to reintroduce this back into my life anymore. Yeah. 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 That's so amazing. yeah, some great, Great tips. Just one final question for you. Yeah. Uh, I picked up. I really like. Like, what does it mean to be ridiculously human to you? Ooh, it's a good question. Well, ridiculously human means to me that you are open to feeling all of your feelings and all of the experiences and rainbow of emotions that are available to you. So, to be ridiculous in that. To me, it's like you really welcome sadness. You welcome feeling insecure. You welcome anger, frustration, fear, doubt, as much as you welcome love and happiness and joy and adventure and amazement. Um, To me, being that, like being in a human place now where I'm open to experiencing all of that makes me ridiculous because... (laughs) It just makes me like want to go bigger in my life when I'm willing to feel all of that. It makes me have big audacious goals that are ridiculous and dream ridiculousness and all of that. Yeah. So good. And it, it comes back to that whole curiosity, right? Like not judging these feelings for what they are, but yeah. just being curious as to why you're experiencing them and then deciding what you want to do with them. Like, cause we have yeah. a choice about all of it. Yeah. We're always we forget sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super cool. What about you? What what does being ridiculously human mean? Is I think it does. It comes down to feelings. It it comes back to having that full spectrum of emotions and not having judgment for having them. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be disappointed. But mm-hmm. when you get to that point where you're just continuing to create the suffering of those emotions because of what you're thinking, 
then mm -hmm. that's where you got to draw the line. So to be ridiculously human is to be present, is to be in touch, is to understand who you are, who you want to be. You don't even have to know who you are. You just have to know that there is something possible for you in the world. And then like getting out there and doing it, right? Yes, so good. Yeah, you know that. Angela, it's been awesome having you. How or where can people get in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is to go subscribe to my podcast on iTunes or any podcast player. It's Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, and you can just search for that. Or you can go to my website, AngelaMasenic.com, and you can sign up to receive my top most popular three podcasts. It will be emailed directly to you. Um, and then, you know, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and all the places. So wicked. Uh, what of those three top podcasts, what would, what one would you recommend? Ooh. So one of the most popular ones is an interview that I did with one of my clients. Her name is Amy. So it's called interview with client Amy. And we talk about her experience in doing this work. And for some reason, it's the most popular people want to know real stories about, you know, in real lives that people have changed by doing this work. So I think everyone likes like a good before and after. And that's what's in that podcast episode. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming on and being our special guest for today. Guys, have an amazing week and I'll see you again next time. Take care. Bye-bye. That was so good, right? Patrick is amazing. Highly recommend that if you have a male in your life that uh, is questioning their relationship with alcohol, um, I get I get questions all the time about somebody like me for men, and Patrick is definitely the guy. So go check him out. And I am now enrolling for my own program, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living. The link to get all of the details is in my show notes here in the podcast. Just click through, watch the three short videos, read through all the information, and get your applications in. I am super excited to announce that we have added some live exercise classes within my coaching program by two of our members who are certified fitness instructors. We're going to do a weekly yoga and a weekly high-intensity workout that'll be live and fun, and I'm going to be participating in doing all of them too. So it's just another added bonus for you if you are a member of the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living coaching program, and if that entices you to get your application in, do it. See you there. Bye.